All right. In the brevity of the time we have left, today is our last installment on the conversation. He showed himself alive. He showed himself alive. There's a burning in my spirit and I'm trusting the Lord that I will be able to convey the message this morning. Acts chapter 1, we read from verse 1 to verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 3. The former treatise, the former epistle, the former letter, this is the Dr. Luke writing, referring to the gospel according to Luke. Now the continuation of that. Have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach? Verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments, not suggestions, not opinions, not recommendations, not hot takes, not nice-to-haves, but he gave commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Our theme is from verse 3. It says, to whom also, not to everybody, but to those he had chosen, to those who he gave his commandments to, to those who received the commandments, not just as nice to us, but as heaven's mandate for them, he says he showed himself alive. After his passion, how did he show himself alive? By just gliding like a ghost in the room and doing stunt snow. He says the way he showed himself alive was by many infallible proofs. Many infallible proofs, undeniable evidences. And I've been sent to someone this morning that that same Jesus is still alive and he's still showing himself alive. And because you are his disciple, he's showing himself alive to you and he's showing himself alive through you in the name of Jesus. And your own testimony will be that of infallible proofs, undeniable evidences in the name of Jesus. Father, we receive utterance by your spirit, change us by your word. Let Jesus alone be glorified in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I have titled our discussion this morning, Faith or Fantasy? Faith or Fantasy? Faith or Fantasy? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we read from verse 15 all the way to verse 17. Reading from the Passion Translation. Moreover, if the dead are not raised, that would mean that we are false witnesses. All of us, pastors, teachers, churches. Do you know some people actually believe that? Hello? Hello? Do you know some people believe that for, for saying you believe in Jesus? You are a joker. Do you know there are people who really believe that? There are people who, if you tell them that you want to, like, I, I, I'm, I'm just like community outreach. Like, I just want to reach out to like schools in my neighborhood. And I want to tell like the folks there about Jesus. They're going to look at you like, not here. They will tell you we don't do religious stuff here. But if you tell them that you want to expose them to the inner within and the power of their real human spirituality. Oh, come, come, come. God wants to introduce them to a higher consciousness of their deep identity. Come, come, come. And we're just going to, you know, we have like, you know, what they call those things? Teaching aids. You know when teaching aids used to be <laughs> things to play with? Now teaching aids are like 
crystal balls, tarot cards, witchcraft instruments, teaching aids for kids. And we just want you to know to inspire them to explore their sexuality. The boys don't have to believe they're boys. The girls don't have to believe they're girls. They can be anything. They'll say, come, come. We'll give you two hours. Why are you asking for two hours? We'll give you five hours and we will sponsor it. What's the budget? So we're just thinking of five, five what? There's, there's a, do you know there's budget for it? Oh, no, you guys didn't hear me. Do you know there's budget for it right now? People in program design, do you know there's budget for it? It says that would mean that we have preached a lie. Stating that God raised him from the dead if in reality he did not. If the dead are not raised up, verse 16, that would mean that Christ has not been raised either. He's building the case. Verse 17, which is where our deliberation from this morning is. And if Christ is not alive, it says you are lost in your sins mm -hmm, and your faith is a fantasy. You are just imagining things. They said, believe there is Holy Spirit. So you picture Dove. Believe there is Jesus. You know that picture of Jesus in your dining rooms of a white man with beards and that is giving you side eye. That is, not, that is not my Jesus. Hope you know. Hope you know. Okay, there is no time for that. Let's, let's just focus. Do you know where that picture is from? Does anybody know the story of that picture? The popular picture of Jesus of Nazareth. Do you know the story? I'll give you the gist. Another. Look at them. They like gist. They're like, tell us today. Not today. Not today. Another day. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So God's word to us is that your world, and I believe especially for those of us living in the end times, our world is going to look at us as a joke. Until we can make real proof of resurrection power. Did you hear me? It's going to be all vibes to them until you can prove resurrection power. Romans chapter 15, verse 15. Romans 15, 15. Anybody seen the 15s so far? 1 Corinthians 15, 15. Romans 15, 15. I'm reading next 1 Peter, just in case you don't know. And because there's no chapter 15, I'm reading verse 3. What well, can you guess the verse? Uh -huh. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me. I am empowered to talk about bold things that others may not want to talk about because I'm graced for it. Verse 16, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Now, this is what Paul is saying that if Jesus is sending you to Gentiles, you are not just going to go there and give them cock and bull stories. They won't, they won't raise their hand and say, we have a question. And you say, nobody has questions here. Just believe. We don't ask questions here. Questions are proof of your doubt. Why are you doubting? Only believe. Hey, Paul said no. When Jesus sends you to Gentiles, he does not send you to go and tell them, they will only believe yet. Yes. But when they have questions, Jesus gives you answers. And he doesn't just give you intelligent answers. He gives you power answers. Okay. Follow this morning. It says, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. 17. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus 
in the things which pertain to God. 18. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me. In word and in deed. To make the Gentiles obedient. Please pause there. Pause there. It says that if we are going to get the Gentiles, if you and I are going to reach out to the unbelievers in your office, your neighbors, your siblings, family members, friends, those you hang out with, those that you love so much, the only issue is that they don't rate your Jesus and they don't even want to hear you say any Jesus thing. It says if you are going to be able to show that this Jesus is alive and bring those same Gentiles to obedience, you are going to have to do in word and in deed. Guys, our talk is not enough. Jesus can heal, yes. Jesus can save, yes. Our talk is no longer enough. It says that to bring them to the point of obedience, we are going to do it in word and in deed. What word? What deed? Verse 19. I love verse 19 so much. It says in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the spirit of God. Now someone is reading this and say, yeah, that's pity. That's the pastors, right? Right? No. That is you. Mighty signs by you. Mighty wonders by you. By the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem and round about from Mississauga to Brampton to Toronto to the Ontario province of Ontario. All over Canada to the ends of the earth. Am I talking to those people this morning? Am I talking to those people this morning? It says I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So if all your preaching is only preaching, you have not fully preached. For it to be called full preaching, you will, when you are now done with theory, you now say practicals. Mighty signs and wonders. Can you see what is going on in this room? Our children's church is full. The church for the bigger kids is full. Now, our little sweethearts are saying we want our own church too. So, Father, from their, from their mouth to your to your ears, we are due for a bigger space. Do you agree with me? We are overdue for a bigger space. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. In mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, that is the, 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 the proof that the gospel has been preached fully. And I don't want you to think this is like by pastors or by my like cell leaders or by like the very anointed people, by you in your workplace, by you in your schools, by you on your streets. Jesus is still showing himself alive. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Now, what are the things we must pay attention to if through me, my walls will believe that Jesus was a real person and Jesus is a real person who is still alive. What are the things I must commit to have been sent to give us this morning? Five principles. Somebody say five principles. Time will not permit me to explain in detail what a principle is. A principle is not a principle because someone feels like calling it a principle. A principle is a repeatable, verifiable law. That when obeyed, the success does not respect who obeyed it. Do you understand? That is really what a principle is. For instance, if you are in, inside an elevator, that is 
operating by a version of the principle of lift. It doesn't matter whether a billionaire or somebody who is struggling or somebody who is homeless and is going to drop an application is the one in that lift. When it is time for that lift to go up, the lift does what? Goes up. So if we're going to agree that it is a principle because sometimes we just have a tendency to throw the word loosely. The success of it when honored does not respect who, who, who aligned. It will obey. And also the repercussion also does not respect who disobeyed it. And there's no meeting. There's no calling of meeting together. It is already built into the principle. That's how you know it is a principle. If someone goes from this ceiling and tries to jump down, it's not as if as the person is about to jump, then God will now press pause. Now call a meeting. Somebody is about to jump. The only issue is that that person still has a bright future. Should we hold him in the sky? Built into the principle is the what? Is the repercussion. Are you with me? Somebody say principles. Somebody say principles. There are five of them the Lord is going to help us. We'll have to move fast. The number one principle is the principle of proper defense. The principle of proper defense. The principle of proper defense. There is a field of theology today called apologetics. Anybody heard it before? Apologetics. It breaks my heart that what we call apologetics today really and truly is actually apologies. First Peter chapter 3 verse. Let's read from the Amplified. It says, but in your hearts set Christ apart. Is anybody getting blessed so far? I hope this is not too deep for you. You are not feeling like those PD think we have is, is pastor seminar. No. <laughs> set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge him as Lord. Always be ready to give a logical defense. Somebody say logical defense. Now, the, the root word here is where apologetics is gotten from. Apologia. That's the word there. To anyone who asks you. So, the modern day field of apologetics is very educated people with five PhDs or four PhDs. People who are like, they have like, like very intellectual. They go to Oxford and they go to Harvard and they begin to debate you know, the veracity of sanctification, the essence of justification, you know, making sense of, of a triune deity. Big, big topics that, how more? <laughs> when you see the topic, you just go to the next room, like, it's not this deep. You know the issue with that move? It was, for a very long time, all talk, no power. It was no full preaching. That was not the apologetics that Paul did. The apologetics he did, he will go sit down, argue with you. Then in the night, you will bring your sick. And he will say, that one we were arguing about in the morning is here to heal the sick. I will now begin to see the cripple walking, the lame. We begin to see blind eyes opening. Now, tomorrow, you come and argue again. But the argument now is everlasting argument because we are not interspersing it with demonstrations of his power. Oh, and I pray for everyone in this room that your life will be proof that God's power is still very much with us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, stretch forth your hands. Through you, infallible proofs, undeniable evidences of the power of resurrection to your world. In the name of Jesus. That is the principle of proper defense. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. There is a mandate for the anointing. 
He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Part of the destiny of the anointing is that those who are mourning in Zion, I can bring comfort to them. But really where I'm going to is beauty for ashes. Somebody say beauty for ashes. Somebody say beauty for ashes. Number one, number two principle is the principle of exchange. Principle of exchange. Many people who are falling away from the faith were those who once were in the faith. Listen to me. Add faith for his situation. The situation did not come true. Because it did not come true, they now left the faith and concluded that it has to be fantasy. Many people who are atheists today once believed in fact, recently in this same, not too far from this city, I met someone who told me, well, he was speaking to a couple of his friends and he said it very brazenly and very boldly and very, and he said, you know, I actually, he said, I used to be a Christian. I used to believe in Jesus. He said, in fact, I was a pastor. And he said the name of the church. He said, but now he does not believe in Jesus. And he does not believe in God. And he went on and on and on and on and on. And as he was speaking, as a, that, that day was after a fourth service. My body was not in the mood. And the Holy Spirit said, open your mouth. I said, I don't want to argue. He said, this is not an argument. Open your mouth. Do you know, there are many people that, because the anointing was not present to console, their disappointment became their basis to leave everything. We prayed, we fasted, and God did not answer. If he's alive, how hard is it for him to answer? Like, is he ordering miracles? Is he ordering miracles? Is he hiding, is he hiding things? What's the matter? I prayed 40 days, 12 days, left my food. I gave, a, I gave the biggest offering ever in my life. God, you had just one job. And there are, many, there are even many in churches today. They are still showing up, but they've left. You don't understand what I mean? They've left in their heart, but is their, their bodies still come to church? They did not find out the principle of exchange. Hear me. And I was trying to touch this a bit in the life class, but this is really where we get to the crux of it. Every pain you've been through, everything that you've experienced called disappointment that produced ashes, there is a principle for exchange that there is a person you can take it to. And you can say it is true. I prayed for that child. The child died. I trusted for that miracle. It did not come true. And you take your box of ashes. I, are you still following me? And you take it to the cross. I say, Jesus, I give it to you. Do you know what Jesus does? Do you know what Jesus does? If you can believe him in your pain and in your hurt and in your disappointment, it gives you something in return. It gives you beauty. And the next time you meet someone going through that same thing, he has empowered you now with something to ensure that that person's outcome is not the outcome you had. Hello. Hello. If other people's outcome will not be, why was it my own outcome? Then God is saying that. Are you ready for me to actually show my glory through you? Are you, are you really ready? 
principle number two it is for only those who are ready that god will show himself through me god will show see guys go and study it go and are you listening to me are you listening to me we are in the, we are in those days go and study it go and read a good place to start will be god's generals go and read about men and women very normal in ministry many times before the anointing breaks mightily on their lives there is there is something in their own life that breaks first go and check it go and check it you hear that one one lost a child and rather than them jumping out of faith the healing anointing breaks in their miracle some lost spouses some their marriages were broken and people were like you can't even keep it home you can't even bam 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 and god says eh i'm going to release oil they understood the principle of exchange and they did things that many people are still arguing was it really true because they knew the principle of exchange that the ashes <laughs> see it is out of the ashes that we rise because there is a place of exchange and God says that now that compassion is needed because if he pours it on you without you being, you've not been through it. You, you see, our high priest even himself came to feel it first. Do you understand me? So that he's moved with it. He's, he feels the feelings of your infirmities. When you say, that prayer, it pained me. Jesus will say, I know what pain means. I know what pain means. Uh, somebody say the principle of proper defense what is proper defense that the full preaching of the gospel is yes we do the word but we also do the demonstration of mighty signs and hear me i'm going to pray for you at the end of today's service easter and the month of april as a way of waking believers up resurrection jesus is alive resurrection jesus is alive and then when we get into may and june and the rest of the year we just sleep into sleep then the next easter resurrection jesus is alive hear me the power at work in you is resurrection power and it doesn't only work in april oh you didn't hear me it is supposed to serve your world daily somebody say daily so number one is the principle of proper defense number two is the principle of exchange number three is the principle of prophetic courage the principle of prophetic courage someone in this room is hearing my voice and saying well we've heard these messages before in fact the person was louder than pd but really it i didn't feel like anything came on me and the next person i prayed for they did not get healed the next person I, the next miracle i i believed for it did not come true but i'm telling you that right now this is your moment in destiny and i am hoping that you believe again help me tap your neighbor say believe again Help me look for someone on the other aisle. Tell them, believe again. Tell them, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Believe again. Judges chapter 4, I read verse 3 to verse 6. Quickly, quickly, quickly. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord for Jabin. He had 900 chariots of iron. And for 20 years harshly oppress the children of israel i love us for it says now deborah a prophetess the wife of lapidoth her husband was just in case you didn't know she had she was a wife but she was a prophetess did you hear me ladies in the room are you listening don't allow anybody sell a lie to you that god only has men 
In fact, okay, I'll say it. I'll say it later. It says in verse 5, she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel. Between Ramah and Bethel. Between Ramah and Bethel. In the mountains of Ephraim, and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. So she was doing all this, you know, counseling, counseling. You don't do that. This is what the law says. This is what the law says. Suddenly, the Spirit of God roused on her inside. I said, how long will we remain under oppression? So she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam. From Kedesh in Naphtali, I said to him, as not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go, deploy troops, take 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and the sons of Zebulon, go, go in this might, go in this strength. God is going to give you victory. The guy had seen too much defeat around him. It's just because you are a prophetess. I want to respect you. Which God? Which God? Where, where, where is the God? Please, don't be, don't be telling me those here the Lord again. I'm, sh I'm sure it was one in the world. And reluctantly, he said, you know what? I will go on one condition. I am supposed to be the warrior. You are supposed to be the prophetess. But I will go if you will come with me. If you believe what God is telling you, you will come with me, right? What was the prayer supposed to say? Oh, the Lord has marked out our jurisdiction for us. I'm the one prophesying. You are the one fighting. As you are fighting, I am prophesying. I am seeking the face of the Lord. You are defeating the enemy. And then when you come back, we will do what? We rejoice to, together. <laughs> but if you want to enter into the lane of faith, that is not fantasy. That the credibility of the power of God will not be question marked in your life. There is a principle called prophetic courage. Somebody say prophetic courage. God has spoken. Oh, say it with me. God has spoken and we are moving. Yeah, that is prophetic courage. God has spoken. We are moving. We are getting up. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 7. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 7. This was the song they sang after the Lord gave them victory. Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. Let me pull it up here. I hope they have the right reference. Usually they are always right. My people are too excellent. Alright. Let me pull it up very, 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 very quickly. And if someone else is there, you can help us. Judges chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 7. This is supposed to be part of the song. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the okay thank you they have the version i want now and they cried out to the lord and it came to pass when the children of israel cried out to the lord because of the midianites that god sent help to them please give me in the cv if you have it if you have it if you have it i know they have it these guys are, are good is this it is this it is this cv okay so it's coming up let me let me let me pull it up from here because of our time. This is it now. It says the Midianites took almost everything that belonged to the Israelites, and the Israelites begged the Lord for help. God's answer was to raise a person. My question is, why are the people still in oppression? Because the word of the Lord has come to you, but you've said, God, I'm not going. 
God, I'm not going. And God is saying, go in my strength, go in my power. I love the way Deborah says that. It says that I, Deborah, arose a mother in Israel. The men there were cowering in fear. The men, the, the warriors, they, don't, they didn't even know how to shoot anything again. It was the prophetess who rose up. And I pray especially for the ladies under the sound of my voice that you will arise. I said you will arise. I said you will arise. I said you will arise. The Lord said to me, he said, tell, oh, tell my daughters, tell them to brave up like sons. Brave up like sons. Because in these end times, God wants to show his glory. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? So what is prophetic courage? God has spoken and we are doing what? We are moving. We are moving. Number one, the principle of proper defense. Hey, are my students still in the room? Number one, the principle of... So, now, do you know what proper defense is? Do you know what proper defense is? Do you know what full preaching is? Do you know what full preaching is? I can only hear two yeses. Do you know what full preaching is? When last did you fully preach? Someone is in pity. Just calm down. Don't prepare us. I'm just seeing it today. Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. So I will give you time. Because your world will see Jesus through you. I am so confident about it. That our world will see Jesus through us. Hear me? Canada. Canada better get ready. Because this fire is burning. And it is burning brighter. And no one can turn it off. Did you hear me? Number four, quickly, is the principle of life speaking. Somebody say life speaking. Now, every time the mouth is open, you can either speak words or you speak life. Did you hear me? Every time the mouth is open, you can either speak words or you speak life. I had a man of God who was, is a quantum physicist say something powerful I think he said please permit me if I'm paraphrasing you will get the lesson he said as part of his final year thesis he broke down exactly how the principle behind nuclear bombs atomic bombs how to make it how to deploy it how to how to how to and he can do it on a board he said but if you take him today and say your lordship sir divine professor and emeritus please sir make a nuclear bomb he said he cannot make it he has not made one before and he has not seen one made but he knows how to show you the anatomic physics basis for the making of it do you understand what i'm saying there are some people i, I thank god for the people in this room but there's a certain country the country where my wife is from the students studying computer engineering. Some of them graduated without seeing computers. <laughs> but did they graduate? Did they graduate? Did they write exams? Did they pass it? What were they asking in the exams? Computer questions. They were asking questions about things they knew, but that they did not know. Oh, 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 is somebody seeing it now? Is somebody seeing it now? first john first john chapter one verse one to verse three the apostle john is saying that see don't choose to be the one describing atomic bombs that you cannot make don't choose to be the one explaining computer languages that you've not written before some 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 bsc masters holders the only program they can write is calculator calculator 
you, you, you people don't understand me. If you, understand, if you understood me, you would have pitied. It says that which was from the beginning, which we've heard. So it always begins with a hearing. But please, my brother, don't, my sister, don't stop at hearing. Pressing for sin. It says now we have seen it with our eyes. I can't just explain how to make a bomb. I've seen a bomb made and which we have looked upon. The one making it now showed me. He says, join this one to this one. If you join this one to that one, it will blow up in your face. So you join this one. He says, yes, sir. Now I can see it. He says that our hands have handled concerning the word of life. You hear me? It's, it is very easy to preach a nice sounding sermon. But God is graduating us to the place where the word will produce in the lives of the people. It says that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly that fellowship is with the Father. Give it to me in the Passion Translation. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Okay, let me pull it up from here. I know the weekends after let God arise. I know it's a lot of work for our people. Can you just help me celebrate our media guys? Phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Glory to God. Let me pull it up from here and read it to you. And I believe you brought your Bibles to church also. Let me read it to you. It says, We saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and we heard him speak. This is not tales by moonlight. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning the living expression of God. This life giver was made visible. Somebody say was made visible. Somebody say was made visible. Now, do you know Paul the apostle can read this same scripture and say that Jesus has been made visible to me even though he was not part of the 12. Even though he did not seem physically. And just as I was referencing the stewards meeting, what Pastor Mrs. was saying to us, something very powerful. That many are saying, if only I can see Jesus and touch him, I will believe. And I'm telling you, for some of us, and to some of us, he's realer than somebody you can touch. What you need is, a, is an encounter. What you need is not a physical person. What you really need is an encounter. And I pray for us in this room that through us, men will see us and they will say they've seen Jesus. Men will touch us and they will say they've touched Jesus. That the same thing seeing Jesus, the same thing touching Jesus would have produced in their lives. Seeing you, touching you will produce it in their own lives. In the name of Jesus. Eternal life giver, we've lived face to face with the Father. He has now dawned upon us. I need to land this plane in two minutes. Number one principle, students, number one principle, principle of proper, that is where we do full preaching. Number two is the principle of exchange. Don't waste your ashes. Don't waste your tears. I know it was painful. I know this disappointment was <laughs> disappointing. Do you know that kind of disappointment? The disappointment is disappointing. You, don't, you, you know when people want to ask you how far? You don't want them to ask you how far. What is far? There's no how. And there is no far. Just leave me alone. But don't waste those ashes. Don't waste it. Exchange it for his beauty. Number three, the principle of prophetic courage. If God has spoken, we are doing what? We are doing what? 
We are doing what? And number four is the principle of life speaking. You are not just explaining things because they sound nice. You are no longer a lecturer. You are not a lecturer of the new covenant. You are a able, competent minister, demonstrator of power and of life. And number five, the principle of perfect motivation. The principle of perfect motivation. The way God designs us, designed us, we were designed to need motivation. Did you hear me? Hello, did you hear me? We were designed to need motivation. There is inner, inner power locked up in you that it will only take the right circumstances to pull it out. Do you understand what I'm saying? There was an illustration we gave at the life class this morning of an accident where the car was over a child. And the mother of the child, though herself in pain and distress, saw that child under the car and carried the car. The child escaped and dropped the car. And then the paramedics arrived and everything. And they said, what, what really happened? They said, it was really bad. The car was over the child. The car was over the child. Okay. So how did the child get up? I carried the car. <laughs> you carried the car. You can't carry, you can't carry a bicycle. You in your own strength, you cannot carry, you can't, you can't carry Jack. But giving the right motivation, like I tell people, if you've been fasting 100 days, and you're like, PD, I can't stand up. Don't even blow me. <laughs> if you blow me now, I am gone. Just leave me on this chair. Well, we can leave you on this chair until a lion shows up in the room. I'm not talking of the lion of the tribe of Judah. A real lion that escaped from the Toronto Zoo somehow makes its way into Mississauga and chooses that this is where I want to be. You will be shocked that the person who has been fasting for 100 days has energy somewhere. Somebody say energy somewhere. That is the power of motivation. You dig into it. It is after you have run and you are not like, wait, who did the running? <laughs> who did the running? I remember when I was in my A-levels with some very rich kids stupendously rich kids and I'll tell myself I'm reading 5 hours today if I'm not done I am not done and I'll just see like some rich kids after like 30 minutes I'm just tired I'm just tired and they'll close the book and go <laughs> I'm just tired I say look at this one you can afford to be tired your parents, <laughs> your parents have the, the will is already the will allows you to be tired but some of us know that we are the ones going to write will for our own children we cannot be tired yet. Does anybody know what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm not tired yet. And I'm not tired anytime soon. The principle of perfect motivation. If you are going to stay true with Jesus, you need motivation. And there are two principal sources of motivation. I've told us this before. I want to hammer it in. Fear is a big motivator. God will punish me. If I don't read my Bible, God will punish me. If I don't pray, God will punish me. If I don't wake up at 5 a.m., God will punish me. If I don't evangelize with my team, God will punish me. And there are, there are people that believe that. God will punish them. The only issue is that one day you just discover that, hey, that's not really who God is. And it will pain you. The load you've chosen to carry, that you had no need carrying. Hello, hello. Some of you that went to some schools where they, they motivated the children in different ways because of the fear of the repercussion. 
your brain will adjust. Anybody knows what a system reset is? I'm not talking of these kids of today, you know. Children of today are really enjoying. But thank God we have the opportunity to, you know, do better. Amen. 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 Back in the day when your, your parents are trying to talk to you and you're not getting it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? At that moment, you need a reset. You know when the thing just lands. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? When it lands and then you see the stars, you hear the rolling thunders, thy power throughout, the universe displays, then you now come back into the room. You now say, yes, daddy. Now we are ready to continue. <laughs> to continue this conversation. But hear me, God does not use fear to motivate his children. God does not use shame to motivate his children. God uses love to motivate his children. God is hoping that you will look at the cross. You remember those scars and you will believe that he loved you that much. That is his hope. You know, I, there's a story I always share and I'll share it again and again and again and again. As a young boy growing up, in the middle of the night, I'll hear my mom praying, Father, I pray for Dial. Help him, bless him, protect him. Let him not join bad gang. Let him not do stupid things. Then I will now wake up and go to school. When it is now time to do stupid things. Somebody say stupid things. Somebody say stupid things. I will now hear a voice saying, Father, I pray for Dial help him. Now, my decision to go and do stupid things in that moment, it is not only disobedience, you know, right? It is disobedience plus what? Wickedness. You were sleeping, somebody was awake. The one thing they asked God you should not do. <laughs> you don't understand. At that moment, the motivation was not, oh, I will be flogged. Nobody might even know. That is why when believers say, oh, nobody will ever see me, nobody will know about this, it's in the DM, it's locked, my phone is passworded, it's on the private browser, hello, you've not seen the love of Jesus. You don't know the love, you are still at the realm of fear and deterrence and, and, and fear motivation. Nobody will see you, but he sees you. In that moment, it is that voice. So I choose that if someone can love me enough to stay awake, praying for me, I, I will not now go and do the one thing they were praying against. So what is the perfect motivation? The perfect motivation is love. And whenever you see that love level going down, just flash back on the cross. It took my pain. It took my shame. It was bruised. It was whipped. It was flogged. And he did it all for me. He did it all for you guys. He did it for you. He did it for me. He didn't do it once a year. He didn't do it on Easter. He did it a long time ago that you will live and carry that consciousness that he loves you. See, the love of Jesus cannot be explained. The love of Jesus, you need a revelation of it. And it is part of my prayer for you as we bring today's service to an end that you will have a new revelation of his love and that you will know he loves you. Talking about my mom, there's someone in the room that I want us to help me appreciate. My big sister, she's the official mother of the house now. Help me celebrate her. If you don't celebrate her very well. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Have you been blessed this morning? 
please jump up to your feet jump up to your faith my question is is it faith or is it fantasy are you preparing to go give your world more explanations or are you ready to go demonstrate mighty signs he says he showed himself alive by infallible proofs undeniable evidences and i pray for you you know i just sense to pray for the ladies in the room is that fine men brothers is that fine can i pray for the ladies in the room please ladies just stretch forth your hands to heaven as though you are taking something father we want to thank you because it is your plan to show your glory through your daughters our generation is crying yearning many are still in oppression because our deborahs they believe the lie that god does not use girls that god is keeping them he's looking for boys But thank you for this consciousness that they will know deep down inside them that it is your spirit that they carry. So Father, as many whose destiny involves the prophetic, as many whose destiny involves carrying healing anointings, and they've said, well, there are not too many females doing this thing today. I just want to stay in the kitchen ministry or maybe just do like relationships. And God is saying, I have bigger, I have better, I have stronger for you. I pray, Father, using the ladies in this room as a point of contact to every daughter in Zion, that the fire of the Holy Ghost will engulf them, and the original plan you had for them in destiny, they will begin to believe it. They will begin to believe it. That when the men are dragging their feet, your daughters will arise as mothers in Israel, and they will wrought mighty victories for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Come on, ladies, if you believe it, I want you to shout, I am ready, Lord. Use me. Feel me. Empower me. I am ready, Lord. Use me. Feel me. Empower me. Father, from the mouth to your ears, I pray for that empowerment that they will wake up with fresh fervor, fresh fire, fresh grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, ladies, just jab those hands if you believe it. Now I want to pray for everybody in the room. Everybody in the room. Men, women, boys, girls, young, old. I pray for you that your life will be a demonstration of God's power. Your life will be living proof that Jesus is alive. No one again will have the audacity to ask you, where is your God? But they will look at your life and they will see your God. They will look at your family they will see your god they will look at your finances they will see your god they will look at who they used to know and who you have now become and they will see your god we decree that it is so in the name of jesus if you are in the room and you've not made jesus the lord of your life i want you to make that decision today whether it's your first time or you are rededicating your life or you are rededicating your life this moment don't postpone it don't postpone it don't postpone it don't postpone it it says let me love you again let me love you again my beloved is the most beautiful among thousands ten thousand my beloved my beloved the most 
among thousands. Ten thousand. Come on, church. Let's call his name together. Yeshua, Yeshua. Yes, yes. Call his name. Call his name. Call his name. Say, if you're redeemer, deliverer, call his name, Yeshua. No more empty talking. No more empty waiting. No more, no more, no more. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, one more time. Yeshua, 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 Yeshua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Church, please join me saying this with those saying it for the first time. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Today, I confess you as Lord and Savior. I believe you are alive. So I ask that you live in me. You live through me. I receive the grace to live for you. Through my life, my world will see Jesus. Thank you for gifting me eternal life in my spirit. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Come on, if you believe it is done, I want you to jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout! Be blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.